Welcome back. You were listening to another episode of My FM's Keep the Change. <laughs> Mikey. Shit. Tune, mate. Tune from my Danny Vuk days. Is that a Danny Vuk tune, is it? Yeah, a bit of young jock and cherish, cherish that one called Killer. The <laughs> K-I-L-L-A, if you're oh. searching for it. Was that your nickname in Danny Vuk? <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> No, oh, but if ever I meet a person with the nickname Killer, I'm always sceptical. <laughs> yeah. How do you come up? How do you get a nickname like that? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, jeez. Anyway, also um, some of a nickname Bones or Bonesy. I'm like interesting. Yeah, I've got a mate called Bones. Yeah, what? How do you get that nickname? I don't even know. Yeah, it's it's always a goodie. Yeah, Bones, John Jones, John yeah. Bones Jones. I think it's a Jones thing. Jones Bones yeah. maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But hey, anyway, <laughs> let us know what your nickname is. Uh, send it in on the old Instagram straight after you send a five-star review in for this podcast. Be much appreciated. Yieldy. Rightio, today we are again reading some of your financial stories. These have been highly enjoyable for a lot of people reading through these. And I think uh, there's a lot to be learned in these. Now, this first one would like me to keep the name anonymous. So, Jamie, don't worry, I'll do that. <laughs> What a dog. What a dog. <laughs> Jamie turned 18. Sorry, Anonymous <laughs> turned 18. I'm only joking. This isn't a Jamie. Uh, but I oh, fuck, I'm funny. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when I turned, turned, spelt T-U-R-N-T. Here we go. When I turned this is a 18, <laughs> I financed my first car. I got my, this, yeah, they're going to wind us up here, aren't they? Financed my first car. I got my first credit card. Young and dumb, as they say. I fell for all of it. I kept getting letters saying they could increase my limit. So I did. But being young, I used used all of the credit as fast as it was given. That was fine. I had a full-time job. I kept up with the repayments. But when I got pregnant, I was in between changing farms and my boss didn't have a job for me over winter. So my partner and I were on a one income and his income wasn't enough to pay all our bills jointly. So all mine got sent to the debt collectors. Oh, shit. Again, young and dumb. I didn't know you could apply for hardship. But anyway, fast forward to eight years later, my credit history is clear and we have brought our first home wow well what a turnaround yeah it's awesome eh? yeah i think this is a really good point about you know often we'll get debt and stuff in a time where we think our life's just going to continue yeah like that yeah and i made this point massively about buy now pay later as i'm always mugging it off i'm like yeah cool it's all good and well but ask yourself the same question if you didn't have your job if you didn't have that income coming in and always like that's the you're dancing with the devil when you take on mm. shitty debt because you're basically like the reason they give you that debt is because of the income earning situation you're currently in when you're getting credit cards and loans for cars and stuff mm. like that. And they are making a risk assessment that you can repay it and that, yep, if you did lose your job, you'll go and get another one. Yeah, man, it's so crazy, eh, that we, the natural way to live is like, should be right with like no assessment of risk of what could possibly happen in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's how we get stuck, right? And that's how we get in the trap of, okay, well. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of taking risk, but I'm also like a believer of making sure it's reasonably calculated. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you prepare for nothing to go wrong ever, I so guarantee like, you something will go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got a massive expectation. Yeah. Gap. So, I mean, really cool that they've been able to turn themselves around. And that's a cool... Thing because I think a lot of people will be in a tough situation and they think that they're, they're the only ones, they're stuck and there's nowhere for them to go and they can't turn it around. But this is a good example. Eight years later, you know? Yeah. Eight years. And this is what it can take. It can take a decade to yeah. clean your shit up. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's it, still all it good. Takes commitment, man, and it's a horrible thing because you regret doing it in the first place. But the only way you get out from under that rock is by continuing to dig out, eh? and you just yeah. got to go and go and go and doing all the right things. So yeah. good on this person. That's that's inspirational. It is. Yeah, yeah. Moneytalks.co.nz. If that's the situation you're in and you need some help, they'll yep. link you up with a, with a financial mentor. The next one. Uh, no, I'm not bothered. So Scott says, in October 2021, my partner and I had our first son. Congratulations. We were talking with a mortgage advisor who said would be sweet for a house given our deposit and incomes once my partner returned to work. We're both working nine to five government jobs at the time and we're considering entering a mortgage and considering entering a mortgage and for her to go back to work sooner than planned to accommodate this. However, the numbers for the mortgage weren't making sense and we decided to walk away for that idea and try something else. So this is October 2021. We had 40k Aside, not in KiwiSaver for the house deposit, and we didn't know what to do with it. Term deposits at the time were essentially nothing, and the stock market was too volatile for a short-term investment, so we decided to invest in ourselves. Wow. I started working, I started, sorry, I started and completed my financial services level 5, and was able to contact contract as a financial advisor in March 2022. It was a rough start, and five of the seven advisors that started with me dropped out. This took out all but 1000 from our savings, and it was getting a little sketchy for a bit, but we were able to pull through and we now have our savings back up to about 10k and things are looking good but what's been the best part is that I have every single morning with my son before 11am as I set the times I see my clients and my partner is able to work 30 hours instead of 40 there's no amount of money that can take that away from us considering we immigrated from Canada and have no family support here in New Zealand for raising a child we're able to have our son in daycare for only 20 hours a week and maintain two full-time jobs we're now in a position to start a, a ramp up our financial goals tenfold compared to where we were in October 2021 because we were able to get a safety net and take a calculated chance we would have been living paycheck to paycheck if we took out that mortgage until our son was 14 since we could have been stuck at our nine to fives wow great example of why sometimes the mortgage isn't the right call too yeah Man. That's a grunty story. Two. Another one. Second part. Sometimes the way you get paid isn't via dollars, eh? Exactly right. Sometimes it's via being able to spend till 11am with your boy or, yeah, you know, like there's other versions of currency that are more valuable than a dollar. Agree. Yeah. Agree. This so, story's got it all. Yeah, that's really cool, eh? Yeah, that's it's, awesome. That's a big risk going from two government roles to I'm going to get into business and what's becoming the hardest time. Yeah, yeah, that's a real Far big out. risk. I'm literally backing yourself there. I'm at the peak. Yeah. I'm at the top of the bubble and I'm looking down. I'm fucking in. Yeah. Get, get me in. That's real. Holy grunty. Scott, you are a weapon. You yeah, are man, it's one cool. inspirational. I moment. just, I reckon, um, it is really important to think about like what you value, but be honest with yourself about it. Yeah. So, like, if you do really value the little bit of time with your kid in the morning, then you have to be honest with yourself and be like, I will sacrifice something else to make sure I have that. But then you have to play with your mind and be like, that means I'm okay with losing whatever result that might mean on the other end. Yeah. And you have to be honest with yourself about that. Because if you live in regret later, it'll piss you off. But it's, it is important to make sure that you understand that dollars aren't the only currency that'll They've obviously got a very good relationship too because not many relationships would someone say, yeah, I've got your back. You can rinse the 40K and we won't buy property. New Zealand's safest investment of all time. (laughs) And instead you can gamble it on your own education, 
and you can make it back in time. You know, that's a very awesome relationship. Yeah. Where obviously, like, yeah. Except have, have that's cr- actually the correct way around. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the other way. The other way is the risky way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The buying the property at the top yeah. of the market. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I know. Well exactly. done. Very well cool. done. Very cool. That's a goodie, that one. Right. Into our next one. I'm not bothered. Uh, hey, Luke, so my financial journey has only just begun, really. I've always been a bit of a hit and miss person with money, saving only where I've needed to for that unexpected bill or holiday away with the girls. Not giving my future much of a thought, and when I have, it's been a meet with our she'll be right, mate attitude. It's only been the last six months or so where I've actually started to worry and wanted to make change and have savings so I don't need to stress when things pop up out of nowhere. I have a fair bit of debt from a mortgage to loans, credit cards, and lots of afterpays and mindless spending on shit. Since finding your podcast, I've taken action and have given my credit card to a trusted friend to hold on to until I've paid back the entire limit. I then plan to cut that sucker up and get rid of it. I've deleted all of the unused apps like Layby and Zip. Once I've paid my afterpay off, that will be deleted as well. I'm making more mindful decisions when it comes to spending and still have a long way to go to be debt-free, but at least it's a start. Boom. Yeah. That is like... We've got someone back. Yeah. Keep the change 101 right there, eh? Like, yeah. Cut it all up, pay it all off. Yeah. Get into a better spot. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Makes Luke more Yeah. <laughs> Shit, that is good. Yeah. Oh, it's just so cool to see because that is... That's, someone's completely changed their uh, their trajectory of their life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same thing uh, as so many people. And, and you know, me in my 20s, like, oh, you know, not really thinking too much about my future. Heaps of time. Fuck, she'll be all right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your you 30 sneak up on you like, whoa. Yep. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? So, yeah, really cool to see someone fighting back against the tide of cheap debt and consumerism and all that stuff that gets us to think. I think as well, when you when you get yourself into that debt cycle of you buy now, pay later, you're not thinking about the future anyway because you're just trying to make ends meet in the meantime and pay your, your repayments back. So you're not going to be thinking about the future and for your children. Yep. Next one, Andy says, my wife and I are primary school teachers from Auckland, struggling to face anything financial since graduating 10 years ago. We moved overseas. If you're a teacher, you will know what I mean. Two years in China and four in Malaysia completed, completely changed the tra- trajectory of our lives. We built a house in Auckland and paid down our mortgage to be manageable even in these times. The tax rates in many Asian countries mean a short stint can drastically change things. Good New Zealand teachers are important. We are both 31, just moved back to New Zealand, had our first child and don't need to think too seriously about dollars or work for the next while. If you're an Auckland teacher and want to change your circumstances, you should seriously consider this. We're Good luck. Burn. I'm all for this, eh? Yep. This is my it. video. Please come home. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is what <laughs> I don't want our country to do is to push people away and go, well, hey, the only way to get ahead is to go overseas, uh, which is what we're doing by the seams of it for a lot of people especially teachers and nurses and stuff like that. But fuck, please, we've got to do something to encourage them to come back at some stage. Yeah, 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 because yeah. we're just relying on brand and family of New Zealand and the goodwill of New Zealand. For people are like, oh, well, you know, there's no place like home. We'll eventually go back. But, you know, if these people fall in love with Asia, Malaysia and shit, maybe we've lost them. But do you reckon we need two weapon teachers? Fucking course we do. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, you, you were ripping out the teachers a little bit a lot while ago, eh? Me? Yeah, on what? Instagram, were you? For like them protesting? Oh, I mean, look, I've got strong views about protesting. <laughs> I don't think it's... But no, I mean, I, th- I think protesting, like I get it and I see why people do it, but it's kind of, you know, you. these are people teaching our kids and we're like, when we're not getting our own way, let's throw a tantrum and walk off the job and walk up the street. Mm. Like, how have we not designed a better way to communicate with our industries to say, hey, 
I think it's a last-ditch effort because they've already tried the other avenues of I, I sitting hope down so. in the office and having a chat. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but these people are obviously but, gone. Yeah, like, yeah, this is frustrating me. We're going to go overseas for a bit, and they've built a plan. Is what I like here. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of it. Um, the problem, I guess, longer term for New Zealand is like I know some people as nurses and stuff and in that kind of thing that have gone offshore to make bigger money and they've come home, but like if it's if there's a paycheck that's two hundred over there and it's eighty here, eventually they ain't going to come home, eh? Nah. So there's probably something broken that needs to be fixed. I, I mean, I've, I'm not over it. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I don't know what the the problem is properly and how to solve it but yeah I can see where there's an issue there I see a lot of teachers complaining basically yeah well I think I guess even just the factor that we haven't changed our tax rates for these people since 2011 I think New Zealand uh, maybe I'm bubbled but I think people are starting to wake up to this kind of shit eh? because hard they they, they realise they're like fuck I'm a teacher I'm needed yeah, uh, I'm really important. And Education's so important, and, and I'm getting shafted. Yeah, your like, tax system hasn't come up with everything. Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to help the next generation and educate them, and I like doing this. And uh, there's been no thought into the fact that we're getting shafted. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Even just in general, it's like, how come the tax takes higher than ever, and it doesn't feel like everything's getting better? Yeah, yeah. That's just that's very what, that's yeah. just very basic, like how my brain works, and I feel like there's a lot of people starting to ask that question. Yeah, no matter what you earn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we would an amazing country be one where you didn't these people didn't have to leave to achieve these things. Teachers, good ones, fire all the shitters. The good ones should pay no tax. <laughs> Mikey's policy for 2038 <laughs> election. <laughs> Say that get- again. So. So the fire the shit ones. Fire then, the shitters. And then don't tax the good ones. Yeah. So incentivize them even more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So if you get a hundred grand paycheck, you take it all home. Which is effectively a thirty grand pay rise. Imagine if they did this at the election, if they said, Hey, here's specific industries, no tax on those. Nurses, uh, looking after aged care because we're getting the boomers are all getting too old. Then you Teachers. get into the like, Oh, but my job's really important and you know, I why why oh. do you tax me instead? You can't do that, but Mate, you can't do anything right because you give, no. out, give out people that earn up to 70 grand a payment. People are like, oh, but I earned $70,001. This is bullshit. I got, I got a little bit torn up on your Instagram post, eh, when I said... Oh, yeah, the, I see. Yeah, the, the bottom zero to $14,000 earners should be taxed at 39 and then 180 over should be 10, 10.5. And everyone was Flip like, it. that's wild. That is insane. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, so... And, is that because you think you want to incentivize? Yeah, ruth- ruthlessly incentivizing you to get off a low income. You're forced to figure out how to earn more. Yeah, I see. And generally speaking, majority, not always, but most of the time in a free and open market, if it means to do that, you have to provide value and produce productivity. Yeah. So a net basis, the country will improve. Do many countries do that, like have an inverted kind of tax setup? Yeah, go look at Dubai and Singapore. Yeah. Or well, there's a zero, right? Is that right? Dubai zero? Pretty much yeah. zero. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and across everyone though, right? If you went there right now, you'd be pretty shocked at how Gucci it is. <laughs> yeah, someone was messaging me that had been to that just come back from Dubai recently. Yeah. They said you have to understand basically that you can't compare them, but both have their benefits mm. uh, as such. So, yeah, for me, the biggest letdown of Dubai is that they built it in a desert, too hot. If they built Dubai on the land of New Zealand. I'd be like, this is mean. Wow, yeah. Because I really like it. But, like, 
You don't so like, is it because of the heat? You don't want the heat. Just got to get you saunering, mate. We can train you yeah, up. Yeah, and there's not that like awesome fishing and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah. But couldn't you just pay to fly off and go fishing somewhere? True, because yeah. I'm making an extra forty percent a year. You idiot. Yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't begrudge, begrudge people that leave New Zealand to get no themselves. No way. I encourage it, man. Yeah. I like what gets me uh, aroused again is when they come back. So I mean, they like then we get them back mm. because all these people want. Well, not all, but and I'm, I'm making some assumptions here, but they're just they're wanting to get themselves a little bit further ahead to take the stress off their life. And they can see in their current path, they're like, fuck, it's not working. Well, here's a solution. We'll mm. go to Asia. We'll help out for a bit. And I've got a dude that I know who messages me frequently over there, and he's like, mate, I don't even like it here, but I'm sacrificing some of my life so I can come home. I know a few people over there, and they hate it there, actually. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, but I've got to do this so I can help pay down some debt in my yep. family, yep. and this that means enough to me that I'll do this. Yeah, But, you know, I'll do this, and I'm putting it all aside, and I'm, and I'm never fucking coming back here. Mm. I, I rate that. Right. Next one. Oh, geez. This one's probably too long. Like, it's just, um, it's literally next a doco, and I would love to read it, but I just think you'll get sick of me making mistakes. Right, the next one is ended up a homeowner at 22 by unfortunate circumstances. Whoa, moved home at 22 after my flat broke up. Living the early 20s lifestyle, all play, no saving. Had plans to go study in Otago and was in the process of applying. All seemed well until came home to my mum sitting at the table in tears. Turns out she was months behind in the mortgage and had racked up thousands in credit card debt. She was on the benefit with no ability to catch up and was likely going to lose the home likely well under the CV. I called my bank. Hi, I'm on a 40k a year and I have 20k in debts and a couple of hundred in the bank. I'd like to buy my mum's house. After working through it with the lawyers, I was able to, in effect, use the equity that she still held in the property as a deposit to buy the house and pay off her mortgage and debts owing. Ended up having to spend a fair amount of extra due to deferred maintenance too, so a bit to top up there too. In the end, it all came down to having a good lawyer and amazing bank manager who actually went into bat for me. Never ended up at uni, but still have ended up in a pretty good state 14 years later. Working in IT services these days rather than medical as I had planned. Still own it, but now as a rental. Used the equity to double down on debt in 2012 to buy my current owner-occupied house. In case you ask what happened to my mama, she lived with me for a few years but ended up leaving in 2010 due to stress caused by my father passing. Too many memories for her to overcome relating to the house. Rented locally for a while before going into long-term care. Thanks for an opportunity to share my story. Cool. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, there's something about doing stuff for family that's nice, eh? Yeah. It's It's like a proud moment that you hold to yourself. and 100%. They've sacrificed their potential. Medical school. Yeah. (laughs) You know? It's funny, eh, like how humans um, balance priority Mm. and like once once something is like as important as looking after the lady who brought you onto this planet, everything, it trumps everything else instantly. Like there's nothing that stops you from like caring for your mum. It's funny, eh? And then often it can, well, it's obviously led this person down like a different course completely to what they planned, but the right attitudes prevailed and they've done it right anyway. Yeah. Hasn't stopped them from being pretty well off by the sounds of it. Yeah, doing well. And, I mean, they've got to the point where they've got an owner occupy and a rental property. Mm. A lot of Kiwis can't and get And mum and a home. Yeah. And I think this is the bit here too. Never ended up, but still have ended up in a pretty good state 14 years later. Yeah. You know, if you break your 
life down into decades and then split them again into fives. It's three lots of five. Yeah. You can do so much in 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just, it's hard to think like that, right? And I mean, if I had been that person and seen my mum like that, you'd want to solve it in an instant. Mm. But you'd then have to accept, fuck, this is still going to take a long time to be able to truly fix. Yep. Well done. That's a cool one. Uh, This one, Logan. Mine was actually partially inspired by you, man. Became a dad and one income family and then started really budgeting for the first time in my life. Found a bunch of easy savings, made a guide, it went viral on Reddit, ended up doing an interview on Breakfast and the project I've since used to launch into my Kiwi Dad page on Instagram, which started off with budget tips but has now transitioned into more parenting tips, tricks and styles. Happy to come on the podcast someday. I saw this one, copy and paste email said, Logan, you've got to come in for a pod at some stage. You've had him on, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah one of the most listened to pods. It's called uh, Thrift savings or something like that thrifting your way through life something i can't remember what i named it but um yeah oh thrift lessons from a viral kiwi dad something like that yeah but yeah really really impressive cool to think and this is the cool thing about doing this stuff is that logan's learned something logan's then written a guide that's gone viral and that's Mm. helped a whole heap of people pretty cool eh yeah and that should be i mean it's inspiring for me but it should be inspiring for all of us that if we do good in the world people might just take a nugget from it and they go and do the same thing. And double down on it. Yeah. Yeah. It just spreads goodness. Epic. Right. Michael says, Hi Luke, my story isn't yet complete, but it can inspire someone else like me, then it's served a purpose. Here's the short version. I was an 18-year-old that just entered the workforce. My parents divorced that year, and I was on my own. Had no financial literacy whatsoever, but was sold on the employee dream. Came into my late 20s, I had zero savings, and had paid about 100k in personal loans over that decade. Still in debt, by 20k via loans and credit cards. Fast forward to 30 years of age and I met the love of my life, paid down all the debt because, oops, baby number one is on the way. That year, we both paid down 30k debt and saved 5k to prep for our first child. I shit you not, parenthood teaches you more about yourself than anything else in the world. (laughs) I've heard this before. (laughs) Yeah. Fast forward to August 2022 and I see a weird looking fellow talking to a massive whiteboard on Instagram and, oh, that's the guy from BGP. I think I'll click on that. Within the week, I was hooked on Keep the Change podcast. Now, let me tell you what actions I've taken since then. Yes, I wrote them down through the year because celebrate the wins, right? Nice. I cleared all debt, got a 40% pay rise by switching jobs, got a part-time job, proper money management monthly, and net worth tracking. Baby number two is born. Investment for kids set up. Emergency fund done. Credit cards cancelled. 15-year smoking habit, 100% quit. No more bakery for lunch. Personal investment set up. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> this wasn't really a short version, and I don't really care. Point of it all is that you can spend your 20s like I did. It's always possible to come out in a stronger on the other side. Once you have the path through KTC from there, it is 100% mindset. Really appreciate what you're doing, mate. Top-notch stuff. Cheers, Mike. Mean. Boom. Another one. Yeah, that's good, eh? Yeah, that's They're awesome. They're dropping like flies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the banks hate us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shit. so cool. It's... I think we've spoken about this before, but basically, and I think I spoke about it with Logan, who was in the in the previous um, uh, story, but he was like, when I had or found out that I was going to be a dad, he's like, it was like a fucking kick up the ass, a light switch, whoa, man, you better sort your shit out. Time you, to you, stop being you a be- child now. Yeah, you better have a plan. <laughs> and it's funny how it takes these moments in life for us to get that, right? Mm. But if you can try and bring them forward, then what an exceptional thing to have. But, I mean, easier said than done. So... Nice one to Michael. That's a that's a really impressive story. Uh, this next one as well is is really really long, uh, so I won't do that one as well uh, because it will just take up too much time to to read. But there's all sorts in there. By the looks of it, I might do these at another uh, another stage. Right. So 
Next one is Gary. We got rid of our credit card debt and all but one card. We now spend on that card but pay it off in full on the due date. Interest was crippling. We now keep our pay in the bank and pay that card on due date. Also, we set up a Christmas account and even putting 30 bucks in on each payday means a lot of Christmas expenses are met from that. We top it up if spare money allows. Simple. Yeah, just tidying up one thing, right? Yep. And it's something for all of us to think about. What's one thing that we could interest tidy up? Interest goes from crippling to non-existent. Yeah. Massive difference over time. And you're paying that interest in after-tax money as well. Yeah. So you've got a massive pay rise when you yeah, don't have to pay that's it. That's huge, yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Okay. Oh, yeah, this next one. Jeez, oh, look at the size oh, of this oh, look one. At that one. Uh, chat GPT, write me a 3,000 yeah. word essay to Luke and Mikey. <laughs> they just say, firstly, I'd like to thank you for all your efforts, Luke and Mikey, who has just become a partner in kind of it all. Cheers, legends. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot on this one. Uh, I might have to find a way. Maybe I'll find a way to like. Just put it in chat, BGBT. <laughs> chat GPT. And just say, summarize this for me so I can read it out on the pod. Yeah, good idea. There is a swear word in here that my brain just picked up, so I like that. Because <laughs> um, that, that one does, the big ones do look really cool as well, so I should probably, maybe I could turn them in some um, money mails to send out or something like that. Uh, the, this next one's massive as well. We won't do that one. <laughs> and this next one. Oh, oh. God, <laughs> I've got a breakdown of uh, We might have to just year. go and read these and then talk about them in the, like, yeah, some those other are, way. Those are massive. Okay, here's the next one. Uh, please keep me anonymous. Cool. My credit card story of a gem visa purchase on a TV for the Olympics in 2012. That <laughs> escalated to holding four cards with a 20K limit. Oh, shit. I started having a balance and led to more spending until at four where I maxed them out. I needed to change, so searching on the internet, I found Dave Ramsey's Money Makeover. I listened to his show and purchased his book. Started with the baby steps, built a $1,000 account, then went about slowly paying off my debt smallest to largest using the debt snowball method. This took two years. Now I have no credit cards, no consumer debt. Building an emergency fund of 15K is still a work in progress. That's a big one, so well done if you can uh, get to that. I've recently moved jobs and increased income is going towards that. Following this plan, I, I plan to get 15% investment into retirement, saving for children's uni and paying off the house early. Steps four to six, I will never go back to debt, so need to save for later purchases, plan and budget for expenses. Communication with my wife is important, so we are on the same path. We have a planning meeting and discuss purchases, so there is no surprises. My advice to anyone is to avoid credit and use cash. Nice. Man, anyone that gets beat up by credit cards and shit is always like, don't do it, eh? Yeah. And <laughs> Once they've been through it, they know how savage it is. Yeah, this young person messaged me the other day. I was like, bro, what are your thoughts on credit cards? And I was like, are you joking? <laughs> yeah. Like, but, you know, he doesn't listen to the podcast and stuff. So it's like, okay, I get it. But just like, dude, just don't even... like This This is why you want to avoid it because you don't know... that This person got an innocent gym visa to buy a TV for the Olympics. Next thing, they've got four cards. With, with 20, 20 grand limits. Yeah. And this is because you dabble. Like, it's like I say all the time, you know, there's that saying, no one snorts their first line of coke expecting to be a coke addict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you get your fucking TV to watch the Olympics yeah. and you think, well, there's nothing wrong with this. But then you learn like, wow, I wonder how much I could get. Yeah. A few uh, more applications online. All of a sudden you've got four extra cards in your wallet and you've got access to 20 rack. Oh, yeah. I'll spend it. <laughs> I won't even spend it. It's just good to have it sitting there. Yeah. And boomfa. You're you're up for twenty G's and you've got two years to repay it. Like that's to pay it off in two years is, is good going. Yeah. Um. But it's interesting, you know. Like people say, oh, do you check out Dave Ramsey? And I've slowly started keeping an eye on Dave's content because clearly people are attracted to it, and he's, mm. he's a big beast in in America. That's a huge buddy. He's yeah. just built a building, mate. Wow. He built a convention center Shit. to like do presentations and record his podcast, and he's a, he's a big boy. Far out, we should go for a look. Mm. Yeah. 
Is it in Kentucky or Vegas? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we take to these moments where we go, I'm actually going to sort this out. And if you're listening right now and you know that you need to sort something out, the, there's never going to be a perfect moment. But you'll have a time in your life where you're like, fuck it, I'm sick of this, I'm going to sort this shit out. So just yeah. try and get closer to that moment. Because this person's gone from a TV on finance to four cards. Like, do you reckon at card two, they were like, do you reckon I really need card three? And then at card three, they're like, do you reckon I need card four? <laughs> so something happened for them to instead of going, I might get card five, to go, I'm done with this. Yeah. I want to tidy this shit up. It's probably the fact that the repayment was getting close to the size of the paycheck. Yeah. It's generally what happens that tr- hits the light bulb. So you want your come to Jesus moment. Yeah, they... um. That actually reminds me, Dave Ramsey and the credit card thing. I saw a clip of Ramsey. He does calls with people, and they ring him up, and he says, right, how can I help, sort of shit. And one rang him up, and they, she said, uh, we have two very advanced degrees, but we've got a million dollars of debt, and we're like 30. Um, and he's like, okay. And she's like, we, we, need, to, we need to figure out something, or we're going to go bankrupt. And he goes, okay, cool. What's your mortgage? And she goes, two hundred and ten grand. He's like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. Oh, did you? <laughs> Far out. Oh my god! Someone it said it was to me. Insane. I was like, I feel ill. I wish oh, you didn't send that oh to me. Oh my god! Out of a million dollars worth of debt, two hundred and ten of it was mortgage, and the rest was student loan, personal loan, cars, unsecured cars. debt, credit card, yeah. credit card, credit card. I was like, and it, it actually, it actually pretty much had him stumped. He's like. The only good thing about this is that you're both in agreement that this is now an issue. Yeah. But he couldn't really help, eh? Like, it's got to uh, the point where it's he like... He went to savage mode, eh? Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm going to ruin your life. Yeah. Stay on the line. Yeah. Basically, like... <laughs> so it's like, wow. He's like, you're not going to do anything for 10 years or something. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. went full... Yeah. But, like, the fact that someone let themselves get into that scenario is insanity. And he was... You could tell he was kind of jiving at them, like... So tell me what your advanced education is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because you could tell he was like, about to like trying to figure out like you guys have this is waste. This is a waste. Like trying to change yeah. their brain. H- how have you got an advanced education, but you've let yourself get the a other million dollars? The other thing was is when she said her salaries they weren't that big, and I was like, oh my god. I'm like, who's lending this money over there? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how many people are in these situations though. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's and that's the that is happening here too. Yeah. That's where it's um. You can see how this shit unravels real quickly yeah, too. Paying credit cards off with credit cards. Oof. Yeah, and people are like, oh, I'll apply to KiwiSaver to get uh, some of this money out. It was like, well, wouldn't help in that situation. No. Yeah, we, where else is hardship going to help nah, you? No, you need to change the actual behaviour. Debt is massively, um, well, sorry, uni debt is, is massive in, in America. Well, right? they get charged interest on it. Yeah, those, the cost of their loans are fucking astronomical. Yeah, they actually have like a genuine Ponzi going over there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I it's think wrought. I'm pretty sure Harvard's it's something astronomical like seventeen billion dollars in the bank. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh god. All right. Last one. Um, not too bothered. Marie says, while at university, I signed up for student overdrafts with multiple banks. Hey, I did that. Uh, it was easy money. Fucking was it? What? It was, <laughs> oh my god. Zero <laughs> percent. I also got student loan living costs. Yet I lived with my parents and lived for free. Smack my face emoji. 
Five years after graduating, I finally decided to get my finances in order and paid off the overdrafts, which were now accumulating interest along with a credit card. I picked up along the way that I absolutely did not need and could not afford. I did the snowball effect, and it took about 18 months to get debt-free, and I also managed to put savings together to top up my KiwiSaver funds and purchase my first home shortly after. And my student loan is now also a thing of the past as of last year. Nice. Hashtag finally winning. From Palmy, what nice. must be a legend? Yeah, probably, probably got the same, probably got the same interest-free overdrafts that I got from uh, ANZ ASB. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man, wow. Again, it's quite similar to the last one, right? This, Where you just tricked into free money. This student loan and like living payments and stuff like this that was happening, that stopped now, eh? <laughs> well, Mikey. <laughs> Oh no! No, really? So, because you didn't go to uni, right? So you no, really I don't know about it at all. But I've I've heard people like talk telling me that they just go get on the purse, they buy <laughs> radio control cars. Oh yeah, okay. like just anything apart from what it was meant to be for. Yeah. So what what happened and when I went to uni, and I'm pretty sure it's loosely the same, but the numbers would just be bigger. So basically, you could you go to uni and you would say, well, I can't afford to get that degree. So I'll get a student loan. They say, sweet, and that'll be interest-free. So you think, well, fuck yeah, brilliant. What a great idea to do. Mm. Your school is proud of you because they're like, great, there's another statistic that we've uh, you know, sent someone to university. Good good, uh, good look for the school. Anyway, each year you could say, hey, I'm going to need a laptop. I need some course-related costs. Can I please borrow $1,000 and add it to that loan? And they would say, well, tell us what you're going to buy. And you might be like, oh, here's a quote for $1,000 with a textbooks or this laptop. And they would go, cool, the $1,000 will be in your account. And, you know, you might not even get that laptop or you might be, you're playing the system somehow. <laughs> yeah. Or you might actually need them for those books and stuff. Or, you you know, your family might be buying the books and be like, fuck, I'm going to get that loan anyway. They'll never know. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got to live somewhere. And so, depending on your incomes of your family, you might be able to qualify for a student allowance. Yeah. Now, back in the day, it was quite um, understood or perceived that, you know, farmers would not give themselves high incomes and they'd keep their money back in trusts and, and other business owners would do that so that on paper they had low incomes for their parents. Then the kids could go and apply for the student allowance and get that because their parents didn't earn over a threshold but then the rest of the money was in company and trust. Oh and I think these days it's probably looked looked through to see what other income you have in those entities. I'm not sure. Uh, but there was, you know, that's why you might hear people being like, oh, and the fucking farmers send their kids to uni and they, they get student allowances and they're getting a massive paycheck from Fonterra and blah, blah, blah. That's kind of where that noise comes from oh, yeah. because they just leave money up in the companies and the trusts. And then if you didn't qualify for those, but like, well, you can borrow money as well. You can borrow some living costs. And even if you got the allowance, you could go borrow some too. Borrow living costs. Yeah. To pay your rent, etc. Like he's blown away. <laughs> so this still happens. Now, the point one percent go, you know what I'll do? I'll borrow it interest free and I'll stack it and I won't spend it and I will use that for a deposit for a property in time or mm. I'll invest it. And I, I had someone mess like me this. the other day like Dude, like, what do you think I should do? I'm like, I am not giving you in this choppy market. I am not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know what you're asking me. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even entertaining this. Yeah. Um. So there's a temptation for that 0.01 percent, but for a lot of people, well, for most people, well, not for most people, but for people that, yeah, for most people that need to get those living costs that are that are debt, they need they genuinely need them because they can't qualify for a student allowance, and then they borrow that money interest free, and they get that over three or four years. Plus, I've got the cost of the education, plus the um, course-related costs, and they might end up with seventy to $100,000 worth of student debt. And it's interest-free, 
mm. and they start working and they start paying it down by 12%. Nearly every person that I've spoken to that took the course-related costs when they didn't really need them yeah. or the living costs when they didn't really need them yeah. <laughs> regrets the fact that they did. Yeah, yeah. Even but, though it's interest-free, you've still got to pay it back. Yeah. So I think... You're still again, taking it from your future self. Yeah. And and then you're not even old enough at that stage, I don't think, to realise how much money that is. Because I can't believe you can borrow to learn. <laughs> I, I assumed you'd go to uni, you would get this degree, you're basically like a killer. You, you roll up to a job interview and they're yeah. just like, wow, you went to this uni, you, you passed... How much do you want to get paid? And, yeah. and you're straight to 100k pretty quickly and stuff. And you just think, fuck, it can't be that dear to live out there. You've just been living for free, effectively, by debt, right? I'm just thinking about all the lessons this is training people. That's what's going exactly. through my head. Yeah. yeah, and that's where I think it's a little bit of a uh, like we're throwing people into this setup that sets them up to not really know. And I mean, you, you go to uni and you live in a flat. Say, you know, I live with my mates and stuff. There'd be two, three, four, five of us, mm. and you're resourceful as fuck, and you're getting three dollar Domino's pizzas and yeah, stuff, yeah. and you're, you know, you're paying eighty dollars in total for food and rent and power and everything for the <laughs> week, and you are literally living on next to nothing. Shrapnel. Yeah, <laughs> but then when you get a job, you're like, okay, I don't need to do the uni life anymore, and then you're like, okay, I'll mo- move in here, or I might try to move out on my own or whatever. And you're like, oh wow, is that? If I want to do this on my own, oh, now I'm not splinti- splitting the internet five ways or the <laughs> phone bill five ways or whatever or the rent. You're like, oh, my God. Then you're going to start paying off the cost of those last couple of years as well. Yeah. So the world gets very expensive and you only really get that lesson when you actually step mm. into your job. And that's where I think people get a, a big shock. And I think on average it takes people nine years to pay off their student loans. Wow. It's a decade. A decade to tidy up your choice of education. Shit. Mm. Wow. So, the lesson is you then want to avoid when the banks come on I'm campus. I'm just even more convinced that student loans are a scam now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can see your mind taking over. But this is, you walk the campus and there's the different banks and they're like, right, student student f- interest-free overdraft for the no life way. of uni. You're like, fuck yeah, I mean another grand. And it's free. Just like the, or like I don't qualify for the course later cost, so, but bang, I can get it from the bank. And they're on court campus, like, setting you up. Or it's like, okay, if you do this in the next 48 hours, whatever, 200 bucks. Who's not going to take that? There's oh, literally wow. temptations. It's like drug dealers hang, handing out little samples. I wonder if paid a commission for getting rid of the credit cards. I'd do that job. For getting rid of the credit cards. As in, they've oh. got a stack of them to give out at the university. If oh, yeah, yeah. they get them yeah. out the door, will they get a commission? <laughs> Mikey, I'd do that job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you... I don't think you've got the financial awareness. And this reminds me, actually, I've got to go speak at Wellington College later this year. I'm probably going to ram into these year 11 kids like, hey, get ready for this. Mm. When you see free money, remember it's not free. You're, yeah, 100%. You're still paying. So. It's never free. No. Rightio, mate. That was interesting. The, yeah, the number 32 of the 43 that we have to read out. And this link is open. People don't seem to fill it out anymore. It goes out in the email, but hey, that's all good. Uh, a lot of them are a little bit too big to read, but might find a solution for those at some stage. But always impressive and exciting and inspiring to hear some of these situations people have got themselves into. I notice for a lot of these ones too, they're not people that are struggling. They're like, I struggled and here's what I did, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... The turnarounds are my favourite, man. Yeah, and the yeah. fact that it takes time, like it's a good reminder. Yeah, you have to remember that it doesn't happen in like two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to make the decision. Sometimes the, the decision making can take two months. Yeah. Thinking and if, about it. And if you're in the situation at the moment, it's okay. It's just going to take time to sort it out. But use these people's stories as inspiration. Yeah. 
five-star review? Surely. Surely you're leaving a five-star review. Yeah, got to be, eh? For just to celebrate some of those gangster stories.